fast, efficient, and affordable business-grade hosting solutions, domain registration, SSL certificates, and more. We also monitor and provide website security and update services, website builds, email hosting, amongst other sensational products. If you have a question about your web page or your presence on the internet in general, no job is too big or too small. Visit our website today, or better yet, contact us at blueoceanwebhosting.com.au and leave your website issues to us. Big ones, little ones, fiddly ones, powerful ones. The ones for the car or the truck, caravan, boat, mobility scooter, solar system. In fact, for any kind of battery, go straight to Battery Central Ipswich. They'll even help you when you know what you need to power but have no idea what'll do the job. Battery Central Ipswich, 280 Brisbane Street, West Ipswich, behind the yellow building. Expert advice, better batteries, best prices, every day. That's Battery Central Ipswich. Welcome to episode 741 of Aussie Tech Heads. I'm Jason Oakley and this is Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How's things going up north? Uh, getting there. Pardon yeah, how's the shop move going? Uh, painful. Painful. <laughs> Physically and mentally. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Three, nearly four years worth of stuff in one shop, and you think, oh yeah, there's not, I don't have that much here. It'll be fine. I'll move it in a couple of days. Well, we had to be out by last Wednesday, and I think on Tuesday we got the last of the stuff out. And then Wednesday I went through a pressure clean the place. So, <laughs> but we uh, got there in the end. I was telling my dad the problem is batteries are not that light. No, especially when you got to move you know, a few hundred of them. Yep, and. Best case scenario, you double handle them. Um, you move them off the rack onto a pallet, fork them across the new place, and then take them off the pallet and back onto the rack. That's best case scenario, which didn't really happen. Most of them got handled two, three, or four times. So, uh, you know, you you build up your muscles, <clears throat> though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, a, a normal car battery is about twelve kilos. So, you know, you move a hundred of those, and you just shuffled, you know. <laughs> <laughs> over a ton of batteries yeah you move those four times there's four ton of batteries <laughs> and that's the small ones that's not including the big ones like the big 200 ampers are you know 80 kilos jeez or the big two volt thousand amp hours are like 220 kilos <laughs> so well, as long as you're having fun that's one way to put it <laughs> i was having something i don't know fun was the right way need your head red <laughs> now you can take a week off yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, who, who's going to run the shop? Um, Cam. <laughs> Given that it's school holidays for the next two weeks. Cam. Yeah, I can I see. just answered that. You just gave the perfect thing. I right. can see how that's going to go down. <laughs> uh, dear. You need to get him get him to do the hard sell. <laughs> Bad enough we've got his now just coming into school holidays. They've just rocked home with 50 bloody chocolate bars for... Um, sell. fundraising <laughs> like a dollar each I'm like yeah great they're just you know here's 50 bucks that's one thing about sold <laughs> oh look I and he's going them. away for a while we <laughs> may need an ambulance I sold them all for you aren't <laughs> you lucky that was so fast you must that's because you had all this experience selling batteries chocolate is the next step what comes after that tequila uh, uh, illicit substances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, in no, this country. <clears throat> yeah, well, but uh, yeah, so it's been a fun couple of weeks. But now that the the because this shop's so much bigger, um, 
working out the layout and the configuration of this store is a whole different ball game. So yep. I'm do that. And then once I figure that out, then I got to start. Well, I can't put all the stock away because I've got sign riders making up signs to go in some places. So if I put the stock on the shelves, I've got to take it all off again to move the shelves, to put the signage up, to put the shelves back, to put the stock back on it. So <laughs> <laughs> even, even though I'm in the store, I still can't put half the stock away yet. Uh, so it's going to be never ending for you isn't it oh for the next few weeks yeah it'll be you know but so all these things we've got to do so it does um it is good more room to move we can get more stock in we can you know do more things so we're going to start doing other stuff we're going to get into battery packing again get back into that uh, i'm going to start doing stuff i haven't done for a while like um retrofitting solar panels to golf carts and mobility scooters and Oh, all right. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, so that should be Check fun. out the website. Yeah, yeah, we have a website. It mostly works. And maybe a discount. So. There it is. That's it. That website right down there. Battery-centralipswitch.com.au. That's a cool it's not, logo. It's, it's not on there. Yeah. <laughs> we actually use that one a lot. It's on... Uh... So, yes, but... Um, it's it's been fun and last week we didn't have a show because my computer just decided to go no no show for you tonight and it literally wouldn't turn on for like a week it just wouldn't. it needed a break like you it's trying to give you a hint you need to settle yeah. down and take it easy but the problem is i'm having a break my computer shouldn't be because <laughs> <laughs> i should be on it but um yeah it just literally wouldn't turn on it just it just goes no i'm, I'm done I, i'm finished i'm like oh great here we go <sighs> And yesterday I turned on and it's been working fine. Except today it crashed. Doing Windows updates, it crashed at like 28%. You know the oh. whole please don't turn off your computer during updates things? <laughs> it's a bit hard when a computer crashes. Like, what are you supposed to do? You, you can't leave it on. Um, I noticed mine's got a little icon in the corner there saying, you should probably reboot me at some stage. I'm like, yeah, I probably should. So Good idea. <laughs> Windows has been hack- been attacking my drivers again, I can tell. Yep. And uh, Gladdy Microsoft. Mm, now that like I can, and it does this really bizarre thing now. I couldn't get it to work, so I took I don't know why it just did cross my mind to take one of the memory sticks out. Yep, and the system works fine. So oh. I thought, okay, I've got a bad memory stick because that does happen. Except I put that memory stick in, took the other one out, and the system works fine. <laughs> I put them both in, and it plays up. Uh. So, apparently, Microsoft now doesn't like more than 16 gig of RAM. I don't know. <laughs> it's nuts. I don't understand. What's They're preparing happening. you for Windows 11. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a whole other ballgame. Hey, we're all know. looking forward to that one, aren't we? <clears throat> so, when's the new version of Linux coming? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Linwin or whatever it is, the one that looks like Windows. and Yeah. I could just about swap over now, realistically. They've got the... If they could work up the only the only reason I'm actually let me think. Yes, the only reason my main computer now is uh, on Windows is for games. Yep. Because not all the games I own on Steam are available on Linux. That's literally the only reason I'm running Windows. Yeah. Um yeah. on I've got a couple other systems that run my well, my Octopi is Linux. Yep. Uh and it has its own back end so you can run that off anything off whatever through a browser 
my laser cutter. Nah, that's why, because my laser cutter, my engraver can run on Linux, but my laser cutter doesn't have a Linux driver yet. Ah. So, yeah. But basically, when we're at work, we I have an Android tablet that runs all our point of sale stuff. It runs Square and runs Zero and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, really, but there's almost no reason to be stuck with Windows now, uh, except my Blue Iris, our security camera stuff is Windows. Yep. Um, but I mean, so that's, you know, out of the dozen systems I've got, like three of them need to be on Windows. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, most of my house started switching over. I was using Windows XP for the longest time on a lot of my little systems but I have for the longest time whoa I have um started switching them over to Linux recently so my media center and my media center that's like the one in the shed and stuff like that on the yep. little knocks or little low end PCs or little all in one things. Linux will fly on that. They do, they do really well. So turn all and they the, got all the drivers for it. Yeah you turn all the fancy graphic stuff off because they're all just a built in Intel Whatever it is, Intel Turbo or whatever they call it, Intel HD, whatever it is. Yep. But you turn off all the fancy graphics and, and they run fine. Yep. Does everything you need it to? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I um, had to um, do a purchase. This headset I've got here, that side has snapped just here where it connects into the head. At the moment, it's only staying there because my head is squeezed between them. <laughs> but if I take it off, it just flops off. So I uh, started looking around places and then I was like, oh, hang on. I remember that um, because I signed up with Kogan and got their credit card, they gave me a $50 credit. All right. I was like, oh, I might as well go to Kogan. So I did a lot of research and found a really good um, LG headset that's got a lot of really good reviews all over the place. So I bought that one. Hopefully it should arrive next week. And also I got a... Um, <clears throat> a headset holder that screws into the table. Mm. You screw it in there, fold down the flap, and you can hang your headset off there so it's not lying flat on the table or on my keyboard or whatever. I can just pop it off to the side there where I've got plenty of room and pick it up when I need it again. I've got a 3D printed one of those around here somewhere. Yeah. Can't find it. Where is it? I thought it was... Hmm. Okay. Apparently, I've taken off my desk. Oh, you're usually so much more prepared than this. I'm kind of wondering where it went because you've always got stuff. It's something ready I to use go. fairly often. I like it literally. <laughs> it's my headset holder. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's missing. Does anybody else use headsets <laughs> in the house? No. Um, <laughs> but no. Well, that's I've got the same problem because these are the Sennheiser, Sennheiser, whatever they are. Yep. These are the HD two hundred ones. I've been through three sets of these in the last ten years. They all the felt and stuff. Like comes off, off, yeah. And That's then, the thing with this, all the vinyl is peeling off and every time I take it off, my daughter's like, yeah. Dad, you got a bit of black there and a little bit over there and a bit on your foot. And these are the next model up. These were the... What model were these? Oh, I just realised these are broken. That's good. Time for you to go shopping. Hey, these Kogan's got a good deal. Um, and they're doing the same thing now. After two years, they're starting to do the thing. But they're start. I just realised they actually cracked up here. Um, yep. But they don't. Sennheiser don't make corded earphones anymore. 
Oh, sorry. It's not. It's a Steel Series Arctis Five gaming headset. Oh, Steel Series stuff. This yeah. Isn't too bad. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good reviews, and it does um, DTS surround and stuff as well. So um, I went in. I actually went into EB Games and picked up a headset, and I was like, um, "It doesn't say here." If it's got a USB connector, I'd prefer that because you can get better sound and surround and stuff. Um, she said, "No, no, it's a one point. It's the three point five mil." And I was like, "Okay, but it says you can get an adapter." She's like, "Yeah, it comes with the one that's got the microphone and headset built in to the plug. But if your computer doesn't have that, it's got the two separate the split, ones. Yeah. Then you also have to buy an adapter." And I'm like. Like, why is there not just USB? And she's like, I don't think we actually sell any more USB headphones at all. We we don't have them in stock. Everything is 3.5 mil now. I was yeah. like, oh, that's interesting because I was at EB maybe six months ago and everything there was USB, but all of a sudden none of it is. Yeah, because um, for, for hardcore gamers, the latency is the issue. Yeah, and also um, that means it can plug into your phone, into your Xbox, into your PlayStation, into your computer, mm. into your TV. But a lot of those don't have USB out to audio. So they just do the one thing. And I'm like, well, that's no good. I want the um, USB. So I found this one online, Steel Series. I still got my Steel Series little uh, gamepad thing. Playing games, yeah. That was actually my Logitech one. That's the Steel Series wireless. But I found out that my new motherboard doesn't have US, uh, doesn't have Bluetooth. <laughs> the old one did, so I was like, "Well, I'm either going to have to buy a Bluetooth adapter, or I'll just get something else." So I went and got the um, LG one, Logitech. Yeah, I got um, a couple of Bluetooth. Oh, this board does have Bluetooth. I've just got to enable it, but I don't... It's flaky. Um, I've had a lot of trouble with controllers just randomly disconnecting. I noticed mine was flaky. I thought it was just mine on the old computer that I had. No, Bluetooth. Maybe it's the onboard ones are crap, but you need to have the USB ones that In reality, might be better. Bluetooth's a horrible... A horrible it's supposed to work like up to 10 metres away, isn't it? <sighs> it's supposed to. With audio, maybe because it's such low bandwidth. Um, but if you rely regularly on Bluetooth, like I've got um, Bluetooth keyboard and mouse that's in the lounge room, um, and we're forever having to repair that because it just drops out all uh-huh. the time, and it's only three meters away from the computer. Um, a lot of Bluetooth stuff, and all of it is just problematic. Uh, these are these are wireless keyboard and mouse, and I'll be sitting here, and then for like <clears> ten <throat> seconds, both of them just stop. I'm moving the mouse around. What's going on? What's going on? And then I see out the corner of my eye, it's detected something, and then suddenly everything works again. I don't I don't know why this just randomly happens like three or four times a day. Are they Bluetooth or RF? It doesn't say. It's uh, Microsoft. I think they're RF. Sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. You could the adapters be, right there, like... It could be random two interference. Two and a half feet away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's... 
as much technology as there is, there's a lot of stuff that's really dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> it works good when it works good. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Like, why even wireless? Like, you know, even Wi-Fi. Yeah. When it works, it's amazing. But when it doesn't work, it's the biggest pain in the ass. Like, I've got one computer at work that every time it connects to the... It's wireless. So every yeah. time I turn it on, it connects to the wireless network, but it can't find the internet. Uh. So I plug a LAN cable in that's not attached to anything. Yep. And it goes, oh, it's, it's attached to a router, but the router's not attached to, like, uh, it's only attached to the security cameras. It's not actually attached to the internet or anything. Yep. Yeah, it's all found in your network. And then you unplug the the Cat 5 cable, and it goes, oh, it detected wireless network, and it connects to the wireless network, and then it finds the internet. And it's like, <laughs> but nothing's changed. It's exactly the same as it was 30 seconds ago, except I plugged the cable in and unplugged it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> huh? Well, that's why um, for my... <sighs> computer here and my daughter's room in our spare room i've got cabled um sockets in every room because we've got really good wi-fi signal and i've got the netgear orbi so the main the main um router for that is in the lounge room then there's a satellite in the spare bedroom just through this wall but you would go for a while and then suddenly it would drop out and then suddenly your ping times would go crazy for a while and yeah. then it would all come back again. But when when my daughter's a hardcore gamer, and that could be the win or lose for the games that she plays and it just annoyed me because I'd be listening to music and playing Minecraft or whatever and suddenly everything disconnects. Well, even and then I'd have podcast. to reboot the computer before it would come back. Yeah, even when we're recording the podcast, it would just drop out halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's all top-end stuff that I bought. Nothing's cheap or crappy or anything, but it's just, this is not reliable enough. So I was like, screw it, I'm going to pay. Somebody can come, put sockets in all the rooms, put them on Cat 6E or whatever and be done with it. The most reliable Wi-Fi router I own is a 15-year-old, doesn't even do 5G, it's the old 2.4. It's like 10 or 15-year-old TP-Link. With uh, two little rabbity antennas. It does well. That thing is a workhorse. It's a trooper. It's at work. <laughs> like, I still use it at work as my primary Wi-Fi router. Yep. The range is insane. The reliability... I, I don't think I've ever had that router go down. The one downside to it is every time we turn the microwave on, it shuts the entire Wi-Fi network down. <laughs> so, other than that... <laughs> no, don't use the microwave. But I think that's more of the microwave leaking rather than the, yeah. the Wi-Fi problem. <laughs> but out of all... I've got a dozen Wi-Fi routers. I've yep. got extenders and boosters that go to the shed. I've got all sorts of stuff. But everything I've got, that's the only one that I can guarantee I can walk up to and connect a device to every single time it'll work. Wow. It's, it says a lot. It's bizarre because it's also like a $35, you know... One, I've got sitting in a box. Where is it? Sitting in a box over there somewhere. I've got like a four hundred dollar. Um, there's a Netgear or something. It's got like eight antennas around it, and yeah, yep. it's useless. <laughs> it 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 can't even go through three foot of you know, like the lands rooms on the other side. It's like there's a wall here which is green, but there's a yep. wall behind me. The lands rooms on the side of that. And the router sits two foot to my to my right there yep and it can't reach the lounge room jeez <laughs> and it's a you know it's like I think it was a yeah three or four hundred dollar 
things. Everything's got too much overhead now, um, and it's too crap. You know, it's got all this booster thing and that, and, and no, nah, you can stand next to it and it hardly works. Directional antennas and but stuff. This, this old TP link, I tell you what, I've had a lot of TP link stuff, and most of it's garbage. But yep. this thing is such a trooper. <laughs> yeah, TP link was the only thing I had a Wi Fi card. I put it in. My computer and Windows crashed a hundred times, yeah. but the latest driver and everything still crashed my computer. So I took it out and went and bought another one. And um, my dad needed Wi-Fi for his computer, so I was like, "Well, I got this TP-Link one. It was crashing mine, but maybe it was just coincidence. Put it in his, and it ran flawlessly." Yeah. So, <laughs> so the funny thing with T- with TP-Link is they used to offer same as um, Netgear used to offer unlimited warranty. Lifetime yep. warranty, but good luck claiming it. Yeah, because <laughs> they they had a lifetime warranty, but you had to keep the original purchase receipt. Yep, and had to take it back to the original store where you purchased it from, and then they had to get authority from TP Link to basically effectively wait for them to send you something to use. Uh, so if you didn't have the original receipt and the original store that you bought it from doesn't exist, you can't get a warranty. Right. So when you know local computer stores or wow sight and sound or all these other things shut down yeah you got no warranty yeah <laughs> so dumb ah it's ridiculous so dumb so we should probably thank these people who uh give us some monies uh yeah we we get the get a few bucks here and there from oh, that is entirely the wrong button we get a few bucks here and there from different people and uh, we do appreciate it um, whether it's uh, uh, patreon.com slash aussietechheads or whether it's uh, ko-fi.com uh, slash was that Aussie Techheads? Yeah, Techheads, yep. Um, or you can do PayPal or direct deposit or you can send us cash or, you know. Apple gift cards. Because <laughs> I don't think you're a scammer at all. Should be Google Play ones though because we're not very big on Apple stuff. <laughs> Or uh, if you want, you can... Um... I hear it's a good way to pay off your tax that you owe. <laughs> um, Apple gift cards or Google Play ones. It's a big interesting way of doing it, actually. Um, you can also... Yeah, you can do that. Or you, if you've got crypto, you can send us crypto. We take all forms of crypto. We're not... We're not uh, bias. Crypt, crypto bias. Um, or you is pretty good. Hey, Doge is pretty good. Doge or engine or or anything. Um, or if you want, you can turn you can you can turn your crypto into uh, gift cards and send us gift cards. Yeah, I found a crypto to gift card dot com. I think it's called something like that. And that's wow. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's I did that the other day. Turn yeah, Doge into eBay gift cards. Yep. So, but uh, no, for, for sure, a birthday it, present. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was actually. Um, but no, it, honestly, guys, it, it makes a big difference. It really helps us out. Um, you know, the money that you guys, not that we get a lot, but the money that we do get goes towards helping the show and helping us out. And, um, you know, you know you're listening. For, paying for bits and pieces. And, and um, we appreciate you. Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, we, we, we are striving to have more benefits for for paying members, but uh, it's been interesting at the moment. <laughs> yes. being weird, Blame so. it all on the COVID, that'll do. 
Yeah, why not? Eh? Everybody but, else does. Yeah. And that guy down under, he he's really good. Biden said so. That was That's what he calls Scott Morrison. That was hilarious. <laughs> Not that I expect Biden to remember much at all, so it doesn't really I, surprise me. But <laughs> I come from a land down under. <laughs> you should offer him a Vegemite sandwich. He wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> How about some news? You seen the one where Biden got lost walking to the White House? No. Yeah, he's he's walking up the path. Yeah. And his handlers are two's walking in front, two's walking behind as they do. And he gets to the path that goes into the presidential suite yep. and he walks past the path mind you his handlers have turned down the path because like, this is the way he's supposed to go yep. he walks past this path follows this hedge about another 20 or 30 foot and then walks through a gap in the hedge and then walks back down the garden down this side and then one of his handlers grabs him by the shoulder and turns him sideways and walks him up the path <laughs> Like, this guy can't even walk on a path. Uh, like, seriously. Dear, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, let's do this. Microsoft is making good on its long-held promise of eliminating passwords for user accounts since the company believes logging in in that fashion is inconvenient and insecure. <laughs> Starting today, users can remove password authentication from their personal Microsoft accounts. Instead, users can get login codes from Microsoft Authenticator time-based one-time password app, which must be linked to their personal accounts. Once Authenticator is linked to the uh, personal Microsoft account, users can opt to set their logins to become passwordless. Over the next few weeks, Microsoft will also let users log in with Windows Hello facial recognition verification codes sent to their phones and email accounts and hardware keys. Passwordless sign-in will be available for Microsoft Outlook, OneDrive, Family Safety, and other services. For enterprise users, Microsoft said it will start developing passwordless logins for Azure Active Directory accounts as well. Managing passwords has become increasingly difficult for users who have to remember several different ones across multiple sites and services. The company said this has led to insecure user behavior, such as using and reusing easily guessable passwords and even stopped using a service rather than dealing with a forgotten passphrase. Attackers, meanwhile, have built up a large store of captured passphrases and built powerful tools that can crack or guess most common passwords. I'm guessing this is one of the th- reasons for this TPM 2.0 chip in requirement for Windows 11 because it stores your secure biometric information in that chip that can't get hacked into. So they're going to make everything passwordless and log in with your face or authenticator app or something. Because, you know, when you use the authenticator app, it's not like you need to type in a password or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. what? Uh... Let me just... Stop what I'm doing. Go to my phone. Let me just yep. bring up. Hang on. I'll just bring up this app that I need to use to log in. Oh, wait. I've only got ten seconds. Well, I'll just wait now because I'm about to run out of time. So yep. once my, my one minute runs out, I'll get a new passphrase, and we'll just wait for that. Oh, look. Oh, there's the new pass. The new new thing. Okay. Well, now I'll just go over here and I'll just type my new. No- yeah, that's much more convenient, Microsoft. Well done. Oh, my phone battery went flat. Yeah. Now oh, what wait. do I do? Let me just ring me missus because I left me phone at home. Yeah. <laughs> ring her on the work phone. Go, What's Can my you go... password? You got 25 seconds. Quick, <laughs> quick. Go get the phone. Oh, you missed it. Hang on. We'll have to wait another minute. How about no? 
it's going to be the future. I mean, but... look, I, I get it. I understand what they're getting at, and I agree. Passwords are Dumb. passwords are useless. They're, they're a pathetic form of. Yep. It's the same as a lock on a door. It only keeps innocent people out. Yep. You know, if someone wants to get in, they're going to get past it. It's not going to stop them. No. I don't think biometrics is the answer because biometrics isn't infallible and is very easy to bypass on at least a consumer level. Yep. I mean, shit, some of the main mainframes and like main, um, mainframes, mains, how old am I? Main storage facilities and, and things like that, secure facilities have been broken into with photocopied fingerprints. So, yep. I don't know if biometrics is necessarily the right way to go. Or um, holding up a photo of someone's face. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't necessarily have an answer, but I, I get what they're doing, but replacing a password with a password isn't <laughs> isn't really <laughs> beneficial. I mean, it only takes one hacker to figure out the random number generator coding to be able to figure out what your password is going to be at any given time, because they're based on time. Like the 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 server that syncs the authenticator app is the same server that they're pulling the request from to make sure you're giving them the right number. So there's obviously an end-to-end communication there somewhere. So once somebody figures out how to get involved with that, then it's Interesting. no more secure than or it's less secure than a password because now they've been given the number because that's the authentic. You know, that's the authenticator is looking for you know five four three two. So the software has been given that number to go. Hey, this is the number you need. Yeah. So if somebody if there's a man in the middle attack, well they're going to have both the number that you're being requested and the site that's requesting it. So in actual fact, it's worse because you've just given them both parts of the puzzle. And it's pretty simple these days to spoof a SIM. So you also get the password to your hacker phone as well as the person who's supposed to get it. Yeah, that's what I mean. In some regards, it's actually far worse. It's it's far (laughs) less secure. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this how this goes. I I understand. I get it. I think the only way legitimately to do it is to physically tie. And I don't really know exactly how it would work, but you're tying your browser or you're tying your I guess database to me physically, so that I have to whether not necessarily biometrics insofar as you know thumbprint and whatever but it has to be me to unlock yep. that that thing how that's done I, I don't necessarily know yeah proving who you are um, is very difficult but that that would be the only way to do it in i know the sci-fi books and stuff but in some of the things like snow crash for example where they effectively are in an immersive world um they're basically a lot like Ready Player One. Same same deal. If you've watched Ready Player One, anybody can put on that headset and it knows who's put that headset on. Yep. You know, it's the same principle. Once you've got that original, and in the case of Ready Player One, I'm making the assumption based on the way they hijacked the other guy's room, but I'm making the assumption you have one master password that unlocks everything else yep. once you've accessed that first thing. So I don't know if it's the same sort of way. You make it so a computer you log into with one master password and then it just 
makes an assumption that from that point on, whatever you're logged in, it's actually you because you logged in. Yeah. Oh. My voice is my password. Verify me. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer, but I don't think Authenticator apps the way to do it. Now, I'm not real fond of biometrics at, at at consumer level. They're not. They're not. I mean, a, th- a thumbprint or a fingerprint scanner on a phone is very easy to spoof. Mm. Um, facial voice. Rec- voice is voice is probably the hardest. Facial recognition is fairly easy, but with the deep fake stuff that's out there now, they can make an entire person's likeness with twelve words. And moving, <coughs> yeah. They just need twelve. They need. They need you to say. There's twelve key words that they need you to say. Yep. And then they can impersonate you from that. From that. From those twelve words. So, you know, I don't know. And they need a couple of photos, and they can do your whole face. And... Mm, exactly. I don't know. But speaking of um, security, <laughs> sort of, Xiaomi expands smart wearable device range with smart glasses. So as you know, Xiaomi does like everything, phones and scooters and rumbas and scales and watches and like they do everything. But Xiaomi's unveiled its smart glasses, a wearable design um, with its own independent Android operating capability. In addition to displaying basic notifications such as incoming calls, texts, etc., the smart glasses can also independently, through its integrated Xiaomi AI voice assistant system, voice assistant system, wow. Um, complete functions such as navigation, take photos, photo transition, translations, and transcribe audio into text with translations in real time. While it sports an ordinary glass design, the smart glasses feature five megapixel camera um, in front of the glasses. Uh, on the front of the glasses, built-in microphone, quad-core ARM processor, and display chip roughly the size of a grain of rice. It also has micro LED optical wave guide display. Xiaomi claims it can accurately transmit light beams to the human right eye through the microscopic grating structure of the optical wavelength wave guide lens. Wow. Technical. <laughs> Xiaomi Smart Glasses integrates a total of 497 components, including miniature sensors and communications modules. So it's not just a second screen for your smartphone, but instead it functions as a smart terminal with independent operating capability. The unveiling of smart glasses come days after Facebook announced its own version. Um, I would trust Xiaomi re- more than yeah, Facebook, I, I think. I know, right? Xiaomi um, so recently announced it would offer three generations of Android system upgrades and four years of security patches for its Xiaomi uh, 11T services. Xiaomi 11T Pro and Xiaomi 11T uh, with availability vary from market to market. While upgrades for other devices are not included at this time, the company said it would evaluate the possibility of extending the services to more Xiaomi devices. <coughs> um, so, yeah. You know what I think it would be really good for them is um, walking um, directions. Have the arrow yeah. on there, turn right in 300 metres, and well, it can, using the camera, it can tell where the street corners are and the GPS location, but also um, have a little mini speaker there for people who are blind. Just say, in 200 metres, turn right. In 300 metres, turn left. Press the button or whatever, all of that stuff. Well, they probably would would because this does navigation. Like, it has navigation built in. Yep. 
or because it's standalone, so it's going to have that. Chances are it has a built-in speaker because it's supposed to be, you can do yeah. phone calls on it as well. So whether it either has built-in speakers or you pair it to a Bluetooth. And earpiece. it could be a HUD for motorbike riders too. Yeah, oh, for sure. There's a, there's a, um, there's a lot of features when you have a device that's standalone rather than just piggybacking off your phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a, a really good way of doing it, actually. Um, when you look at the picture here, you see that... Um, then they can do a reputation system. Um, well, Xiaomi do with a lot of their stuff. They have the... I mean, you look at Mr. T and it says, this guy knows about batteries. Get your coupon here. Jason knows about computer programming. But you can see how they're using like um like the cameras on one arm there. Yep. You can see how they've got like what's different about these is instead of having traditionally um they've had to project the image onto the lens because of the whole depth perception thing. Yep. But it looks like Xiaomi have figured out a way to literally have a screen in front of your eyes that you can both look at and look past. Ah, that's which is really interesting because nobody else has been able to figure that out. And it's a, I was watching a uh, doco um, on YouTube. A guy, uh, uh, I can't think of his name, but he <laughs> built his own wearable device for yep. his YouTube videos. He uses it for, um, for reading scripts and various bits and pieces. And he was going through and explaining the whole reason why optics have to be bounced off the lens rather than being yep. integrated. And it's it how to do with like you can't see, like you can't make something that you can look at and see through at the same time. Your you, your brain doesn't know how to handle that information. Yeah, there's um, two different focal distances. Well, it's not only the focal distances; it's the actual um, the one's reflective light, one's refractive light, and they right. completely interact differently in the in the eye. Oh, okay. Um, but this thing here, they say they have a microscopic grating structure, so with a waveguide lens. So it almost, to, in my mind, um, would be like every second pixel is see through. You know, one pixel is a display and the next pixel see-through. So, yep. in that regards, that would kind of make sense. Ah. So, I don't know. We'll see. But Do they have any price estimate? Uh, they don't. They, they do say it's going to be cheaper than they... Well, they they assume because Facebook hasn't... Um, I don't know if Facebook's launched its pricing yet for its things. Uh, let's see. If Apple's supposed to be coming with AR uh, glasses soon too. So the Facebook ones, um, three hundred dollars US. Yep. Through Ray-Ban, but that's an add-on to your phone. Um, this is supposed to be standalone. This standalone one, but it's supposed to be about the same price. And given that it does a whole lot more and has a whole lot more features and whatever. Any info about the uh, battery life? No, but no one's yeah, I mean, it'll be. Fantastic. It'll be, you know, <laughs> like they, they, this, the phones, um, they build to get through a day at even the most hardcore users, you know, like 
the, their battery life on everything they do is generally well above what it needs to be. I think your Xiaomi uh, Fit device thing oh, that lasts thing. longer than my. Mine gets recharged every three days, a so Fitbit one. I can get nearly five weeks out of mine. There you go. <laughs> that should give you an example of the differences so, there. And it's half the size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does almost exactly the same things as yours does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I get four to five weeks out of that um, yep. when I can find it. I don't know what I've done with it. It's, it's got with a, your headset holder. <laughs> it's got a find me feature. The problem is the battery's flat, so the oh. find me feature <laughs> um, That's why I lost it because I put it... I. It went flat, and I went to put it on charge, and I couldn't find it because we just cleaned up. So, who knows where that went? But yeah, like even their scales, they've got you know the phone. Um, you read reviews on their scooters and um, all that sort of stuff, and the battery life is just that's one thing they do really well. Yep, they have a really good device with loaded with features and a fantastic battery. Yep, sounds um, good. So yeah, very I know, tempting. I know this thing here. Like I can, I can have this on charge. It be it, you know, sort of. Well, it's not about ninety percent, which is what it usually is by this time of night because I've had it on charge. Um, and then I can go all weekend, and yeah, even Monday morning, it's still usually got thirty or so percent left. Mine's got fifty-seven, and it came off the charger this morning. It hasn't been used that much all day. Mm. Yeah, mine's at yeah ninety percent, and it's still. That's <laughs> like, yeah, I, c- I can easily go, like take off the charger Friday Friday morning and put it back on the charger Monday morning quite happily. Yep. <laughs> I, c- I have even pushed it to like full like four days, like Friday morning to Monday afternoon. Yeah. So. Not bad. As opposed to the AirPods. You heard about that? No. The uh, AirPods. Um, apparently there's a thing happening now where the first generation uh, AirPods, the batteries are dying. Mm. Um, well, okay, it's been five years because I launched in September 2016. Um, so they haven't done too bad. But yeah, apparently they're... Um, they, yeah, they're starting to die off. You know, they're dropping down a lot now. Um, there's a a way to change them. Yep. But being Apple, being Apple, <laughs> you can buy 70 bucks in an AirPod for 70 bucks. I think that's one. So I think they're like 150 bucks for a pair. Yep. But that's for the new one, the third generation or whatever they're up to. Yep. Um, or you can go back to Apple and get your original ones repaired for $50 per AirPod. <laughs> so, <laughs> for Maybe the, you got Apple Care. And for them to fix them, they have to be in basically perfect condition. They can't be water damaged. They can't be physically damaged. They can't have any wear and tear marks on them. Otherwise, Apple won't touch them. Yep. So, no third parties allowed to. No third parties allowed to, although I'm sure there are people that do. Um, but yeah, so you can buy new ones for seventy or get your old ones fixed. Maybe get your old ones fixed for fifty. Yep. <laughs> like, Each. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, Apple again on the ball. Good on ya. Mm. 
After months of uncertainty, the company finally, uh, this is the NBN crew. <laughs> I was going to say, what company, what? Finally released a series of documents on Tuesday evening that formalised the conditions that residential fibre to the node and fibre to the curb users need to satisfy in order to qualify for a free upgrade to full fibre. The documents also describe end-to-end process and responsibilities that NBN Co and retail service providers will assume in preparation for the commercial launch of the upgrade program in November. On the qualification side, the minimum order needed to trigger a free fibre upgrade is just as NBN code described over the past six months. That is, fibre to the node users will need to place an order for a home, fast or higher service. This means a speed profile of 100 slash 20 or greater. Customers with existing fibre to the curb connections will need to place an order for home super fast or higher, meaning either 250 meg or up to a gigabit. And NBN Code previously suggests there will be no minimum contract term commitment, and that appears to be, continue to be the case. However, the company had raised concerns about customers placing a qualifying higher speed plan order to get the free fibre, only then to drop back down to a lower speed tier. While acknowledging there could be genuine reasons behind a downgrade request such as financial hardship, the company was worried that its upgrade offer could be gamed. A full fibre connection is more reliable and likely to suffer less dropouts than FTTN, for example, driving fears that customers may be using the scheme to get a more reliable connection despite being most happy on a lower cost, lower tier plan. Part of the purpose of fibre upgrade is to coax more customers on the higher speed plans to meet NBN Co's future revenue targets. NBN Co indicated downgrades would be possible but are likely to come at a cost. While that cost could be uh, would be put on the retailer by NBN Co, it's not hard to imagine that retailers who already complain of thin margins reselling NBN services are likely to pass it on rather than try to absorb it, which makes sense. Yeah, but I don't think people are that interested, honestly. Like, if you want the faster speed, you're going to pay for it. And keep it. And keep it, you know. Yeah. There'll be, I mean, there'll be a few people who do it, but the vast majority of people aren't going to specifically get up you know, fiber because it's more reliable. Like, we don't have fiber here; we're still on copper, and my internet's fine. fine. It's not really the the internet; it's the providers more of an issue, right? Um, one of my neighbors has got. It's Dodo or TPG or something. Same Sorry to hear that. Yeah, and they are forever having like throttling issues. You know, yep. they, at at peak at you know seven or eight o'clock of a night, they can be getting six or eight meg down. Yeah, you know that's why Aussie's got the no peak congestion guarantee. Hmm. Um, and I think that's more of an issue than than whether or not it's fiber. Yeah. Um. They're not buying enough capacity. Yeah, I can't see too many people doing that. It's a lot of it's a lot of effort to go to just simply to get a fiber for the sake of having fiber. Yep. If it had other benefits, yeah, okay, maybe. Um, But genuinely, if you want the speed, you want the speed. Like, (laughs) if you're someone who games a lot, you're gonna want the speed and need it, and you're not gonna be satisfied with slowing down again. The speeds. On gaming, speed's semi-irrelevant, really. 
it's your ping rates that is, that's important. Uh, I yep. don't think going to a fiber is going to change that, and having a faster internet connection doesn't make any difference there. So I don't I don't know even if the only time I can see you needing a faster internet service is if you've got you know five or six people in a house and everybody wants to watch HD Netflix or HD YouTube. Yep. Then okay, yeah, maybe you might need um, something then, but or a Minecraft server. Yeah, but even then, like it's not a huge amount of bandwidth. No, um, it's it's really only video. Hasty video uses more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unless you're like, unless you're downloading, torrenting every <laughs> every movie ever in existence, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, sure, okay, having you know. 250 meg or giga, you know one gig or whatever would be great but most people are never gonna I mean I know uh, the average person can't use it anyway because your average uh, cheap $25 router that most people have can't support those speeds anyway no and if they do it's only going to be for one computer if you've got four or five computers hanging off that it can't it can't multiplex it's not going to divide you know divide that between all the computers it's going to be best come best serve yeah <laughs> so i don't not many people have got gigabit switches either no but and once again unless it's a smart switch if it's a dumb switch it's it's just going to give the bandwidth to whoever wants it yeah unless it's a smart switch that's distributing it um that you know and so many people are still on like cat five yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it will do gigabit, but it not very far. Doesn't really like it. No. <laughs> um, even Cat Six, Cat Six E, yeah, but even Cat Six really is not overly fond of it either. Um, especially with the you know the the Office Works and Harvey Norman cables that everybody's got floating around the house. Like, <laughs> you know, the quality of those is not exactly brilliant. Oh. Um, yeah, Keep I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think it's as much of a issue as they're making it out to be, to be honest. But uh, people that have issues, speaking of people that have issues, I'm great both my stories. Let's talk about Microsoft. <laughs> so as you know, Windows 11 is coming, like it or not, and I'm not sure if they know what their end goal is here. Let me just play you a video that they have on their um, website. Um, and I'll let you make up your mind whether or not you think that they have any idea about what they're actually doing. Um, if I can find the right button. It is going to be one of the most visible visuals in the world. And so it is not something that we're gonna take lightly a brand needs to evolve. There's certain things that stay consistent. There's our values that stay consistent, but then there's also things that change with time. We needed to bring new life into Windows. We had a wallpaper that was clearly branded. Maybe that doesn't need to literally be the logo. Making sure that when people look at it, they're like, yeah, I like it. And yeah, that's Windows. We knew we were going towards the centered layout. Well, what could bloom up with the start menu? Not only can your ideas bloom, not only can your projects bloom, but even you as a person could discover new things. 
We also knew we were going to have new materials, so we wanted to really make those materials sing. I love the final bloom that we went with because you can shift it and turn it, and to me that represents the diversity of the people who use windows. How the operating system can bend and flex for the different people that use it. I always consider a logo for a brand like a signature. Obviously, I have a signature, but at the same time, I have a face, I have a voice, I have an accent, which is all kind of giving you a bit of information about who I am. The change in the logo should also reflect the change in the product. For example, we brought the Teams integration, we brought even more Xbox technology into Windows. How could we try to bring Windows and Microsoft closer together? So we looked at the Microsoft logo and we turned it blue, which is the color that people associate the most with Windows. We're designing to feel effortless, to not feel overly complex, and I think that's becoming part of the brand as well. A small change in shape, but a big change in meaning. We've got these four squares. They represent Windows, they represent Microsoft, they represent Surface. We're moving from a house of brands to a branded house. So... A branded house, huh? <laughs> okay. So they're, they're, they're copying Apple yep. with the center pop-up thingy, which is actually a copy of a Linux distribution from years and years ago. <laughs> um, and they're bringing back Surface. Hey. That's what I got out of that ad. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I got out of it. Maybe they called it that because a lot of people are like, ah, blooming windows. Yeah, that's probably closer to the point. It blooms, it flowers. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's I, beautiful operating system. I'm not really sure what. That and our house about. is branded like a cow. Well, but the the they're acting as if Microsoft and Windows were exclusively separate things from each other. Like, they're not they're pretty closely. They're, they're one and associated. The Most people who only know Microsoft for two things: Office and Windows. So, like, there's no, there's no third option there for a lot of people. Like, so I don't know. And those people who call you up in the middle of the day and say, "Hello, we're from the Windows. Your yeah. computer has a virus." Yeah, well, they're probably slightly different. They don't people. say they're from Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're just from Windows. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that's that's about, but it's it it looks like they've put more so much more effort into making it look pretty rather than it being functional. So it's going to be like a Windows, what was it? Uh, Windows XP? No, Windows Media Edition. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Where it's just going to be something that looks good but actually doesn't really do anything. Because that was so great. Oh, I never had a problem with XE like it. Um, 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 yeah, ME. It was fine. It it, it worked. Um, I never used it. I had it on computers just because. Why I think not? I went 98 SC to XP. Yeah, I went... No, I was, 2000 in the middle. I went from 3.1 or 3.1.1. To, it was all the way until 95C with Plus come out before I got onto that bandwagon. With the flying toasters. <laughs> so then I, I did 95 plus, 95C and then uh, yeah, 98, 
And then I had ME on a couple of computers just because yep. I was running an NT4 server at the time. And then Windows 2000 I never bothered with. Because... Um, I, ha- I mean, ran I had- so slow on my AMD. Yeah, I had XP, and I stuck with XP for many years and actually still do on small systems. Yep. Uh, Windows 2000 was useless, and Windows Server 2000 was horrendous early on. And then they fixed it all with Vista. Wait. <laughs> they did something with it with Vista. <laughs> they Vistaed it right up. <laughs> it was the ME of, of 2000, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so... I don't know. Uh, the only the only reason I'm even contemplating trying to run it is because Microsoft keeps nuking my drivers on on ten. Yep. I don't know if that's intentional and they're doing it deliberately because I for years never touched it. Yep. The last six months, for even though I've got updates, so I've got updates turned off, and I've yep. got them not even to notify me, like just completely off like don't even check if there's updates so Microsoft have made a policy that if they release a critical patch it will bypass Windows security and it will update even if your settings are turned off I have received every update in the last six months yep because every single one of them has been labeled as critical uh, even if they haven't it. been so they're force updating Windows. Windows 11 is going to be even more forced update. So uh, we'll see what happens. The only reason I'm contemplating trying trialing 11 is to see if they fix all the driver issues. Yep. With the matter worse, like <laughs> that's, good luck. That's the only reason I'm even thinking about trying it, just so I can actually have a stable system that, you know, when I press a button, something happens. Might be nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A new massive undersea transatlantic communications cable has been brought ashore on a beach in Cornwall. The Google data cable called Grace Hopper was landed in Bude on Tuesday. Once operational, it will have a capacity to handle 17.5 million people streaming 4K video concurrently. The cable has been laid between New York in the United States Bilbao in Spain and Bude over several months and is expected to be operational in 22. It was part of a new generation of lines that connected continents along the ocean floor with an additional layer of security beyond what's available over the public internet, Google said. The tech giant is named at Grace Hopper after the American computer scientist and United States Navy Rear Admiral. It's about 7,000 kilometres long and is the company's fourth privately owned undersea data cable, which transports 98% of international internet traffic around the world. An early attempt to land the cable at Boudet failed in July because of poor weather conditions. The third leg of it was landed this in Bilbao this month. There's a massive new cable. It has 16, pair, uh, 16 fibre pairs, whereas the previous technology was a maximum of eight fibre right. pairs. Mm-hmm. Think of 17.5 million people streaming 4k videos concurrently and that's what grace hopper will be able to do location of boudet was chosen because it's an ideal nicely protected beach and adjacent to a lot of terrestrial infrastructure needed yeah i know that's something that uh they tried another cable. i think this is the first of the bigger ones they Mm -hmm. tried one last year 
A different location. I think it was from like Malaysia to I can't remember now. Malaysia to China or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lost the cable. Oh, in the middle. Jeez. Yeah, they. It. I don't know if it. I. I don't. Know, I can't remember what happened, but I remember the. Uh, the yeah, they lost the cable in the middle of the deep dark ocean somewhere, and they couldn't recover it. Jeez. So, That's expensive. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> Hope it was insured. Good way to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yep. So, but I mean, the problem is it doesn't help us. We're, we're still peaked, at, maxed out on the cables we've got. We're relying on satellite a lot. Of, yep. Which isn't ideal. No. Um, I was reading a thing. Amazon, AWS, um, they bring service to Australia. Yeah. Locally. Um, and they're renaming it but, Open Search instead of Elastic Search because mm, they're using open technology. But the thing is, and they they kind of alluded to this that it will only increase, um, it'll only be helpful for local infrastructure. Yeah, it's not necessarily going to be any more beneficial than having an overseas server if you've got overseas clients or overseas communications. It's, it's really not going to necessarily help your situation because. Uh, they're still relying on the the, the <laughs> tapped out undersea cable to do the job. Yep. So, not that it's a bad thing they're bringing here servers to here, but um, it'll help. You know, like if set up an AWS, set up a Minecraft server, for example, mm. you know, it would help your and my ping time. Yep. Um, but it's not going to help if I set up a, I don't know set up a shared company server that friends from America and Canada and Japan and whatever wanted to access, it's, it's you know, it's been no different than having a server in America that we're all accessing because you're still going to have the bad latency. So yep. <coughs> depends on what you're trying to do with it. But no, it's not a bad thing. More, more bandwidth. More bandwidth means cheaper bandwidth. Yep. So Motorola, speaking of people who don't know what they're doing, uh, and they used to be a bit bigger back in the day, and now you don't hear yeah. much about them, do you? For the company that in, that invented and marketed and deployed the first mobile phone, they've sort of lost the plot a little bit over the years. Yeah, but they want to take on. Uh, they want to be the new Apple. Oh, yeah, they've decided that that's it. We're going to be Apple, and we're going to start by making ads exactly the same way that Apple made them, because. Well, it's worked so well for Apple. Because Apple managed to get away with it, so we can do it too. So I'll play you the ad, and then we'll have a quick talk about it. This is the sound of a fire. That's not, but anyway. Wild. Passionate. Unstoppable. This is a beacon. Bold. Bright. Inspiring. An attitude that connects people and transforms lives. This is real power. The stuff that fuels starters, innovators, change makers. We are Motorola, and this is what inspires our people, brings our technology to life. It's time to unleash your power. Just take the first step, and we are here to support you. Motorola, power to empower. 
So, um, is that better than the Microsoft one? I'm not sure. <laughs> so apparently, if you're a truck driver, a BMX rider, a high diver, karate kid, and a karate kid, these phones <laughs> are for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really don't understand the ad. I don't understand their marketing. I understand it less when you read their. their... I think Apple can get away with the wanky kitsch stuff because people expect that now. But Motorola. Well, especially when it's like, this is the sound of a fire, and it's not. It's the sound of heartbeat. A heartbeat, <laughs> and then somebody <laughs> splashing in water, which is like the opposite of fire. <laughs> <laughs> But it's bold and inspiring. But the, well, and gonna, other advertising words. Well, I was going to say, this is their, their catchphrase. It's bold and inspiring. And it's an attitude that connects people. Okay. I thought it was a phone that connected people. Like, you're supposed to be selling phones. Like, not attitudes. <laughs> not attitudes. There's enough <laughs> attitudes out there. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> um, the one I liked best was the Google one about the circle. Yeah. That was that was good because it was funny. At least it was yeah. I was gonna say at least it was funny. It had something. It wasn't going trying to be serious and failing. No, it just was, <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what's going on with these ads lately. Mm. What's, <laughs> what's the deal like? Um. So in case you're wondering what we're talking. The about. circle. Perfect. Simple. Some might say simply perfect. A complete a set of, of points, ago. all equidistant yeah. from a single point on one plane. Geometry. No beginning. No end. No end to the beginning. So round. So circular, if you will. Little known fact: the Latin word for circle is circus. Circus. Isn't that delightful? <laughs> And that delight inspired us to reimagine the circle for the new Google Pixel 5a. Precisely 3.5 millimeters in diameter, forged and machined from the finest premium grade copper and iron, housed in a unibody of die cast aluminium. Engineered for optimal haptic feedback to deliver the satisfying feeling of click. A circle, yes but also a hole. A tiny black hole with the gravitational pull of a trillion collapsed stars. Approximately. Capable of transporting us to fantastic alternative oral dimensions. Designed to welcome both 1 8 inch 3-pole TRS and 4-pole TRRS connections. <gasps> a glorious achievement that draws from our past as it propels us into the future. It's a headphone jack. Yes, it's a headphone jack. <laughs> with the Google Pixel 5a with 5G, the circle has finally come full circle. Brilliant. Well, that's how you do an ad. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to take the Mickey frame to do it in a way that makes sense. Like, that one's literally, you know, saying we're the only phone with a headphone. Well, not the only phone, but we bought a headphone jack back because people complained but didn't have one. Yeah. You know, like the entire minute and a half ad is based on a a circle. circle. Like, it's great. <laughs> I like it. That's but funny. I don't get 
I don't the other get ones. Motorola and and whoever Windows. else is out at the moment. Like it just doesn't make any sense. No. Um, I don't know. I. I have to admit, back in the day when Motorola's were around, they were a pretty good phone. Yeah, everyone wanted a Razor. I, I had a Razor. I had a Razor. I had a Jazz. I had that. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. The and uh, Engage. No, that was a Nokia. Motorola did a version of that to like a gaming one. Yep. Um, though I mean they were reliable. They were bulletproof. You know. They did the uh, iTunes one that we don't talk about. Oh, yeah, they did too. It had a whole 100 songs on. Well, it was like the Sound Blaster, the creative, was it Sound Blaster? Uh, oh, who was that? Was that? Yeah, that was Sound Blaster, I think. No, uh, Walkman. Yep. So the Sony Walkman phone, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, look, I don't know. Um, I don't. Know. I, don't I just don't understand them. I don't understand the marketing. Maybe it's for young hip hipsters with, you know, their those damn millennials get off my lawn. Frother maca capa mocha mocha crappuccinos or whatever it is they drink these days. And yeah, hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's then, about yeah. it for me. How about you? Uh yeah, pretty much. That's uh, the the depressing part is that's two weeks worth of stories, and they're the best that we could come up with. Yep, there's not much happening. It's not much at all, is there? There was some new Apple stuff happened, but you already know that, and that's not that exciting anyway. So no, I mean it's Apple, you know, it's something. That, although it is funny that people are complaining that the new Apple's out and nobody can get a hold of the, any of the Samsung stuff. Yeah, because they're not available. Yeah. They're sold out and they're not making them yet. Xiaomi's like, here you go, have a phone. Here, you have a phone. You have a phone. Everybody have a phone. Everybody gets phone. <laughs> so that's what happens when you take a manufacturer who manufactures your... <laughs> You're like... <laughs> so what happens when you take a phone who manufactures your components and their components and their phones become more popular than your phones. They focus on making their own stuff instead of yours. Yep. <laughs> so... Alrighty, I think that'll just about do. Yeah, thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Head Show. We can be found at Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, and Coffee. Email us, Will or Warlock, at aussietechheads.com.au and go to aussietechradio.com, 24-7 playback of tech-related shows. See you next time. Bye.